previously from all the way to the top so in the previous episode me and alan were discussing our backgrounds in christianity and how it has formed and changed our lives and then alan started discussing his denomination of christianity which is the catholic denomination but for those of you who like more context about what we spoke about and you are a first-time listener, then please go back to episode 6 and listen to that. But if you are a returning listener, then let's take it all the way to the top. <laughs> yeah! Yeah, and then in like terms of mass... So, okay, cool. Let me get into this. Nah. So, you know the way you guys let's have... Let's get into it. Let's get straight to it. Oh, oh my mama, mama we lit! Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> Um, yeah, ah, so with mass, right? So you guys have service. So like every time you go to church, you go to like Sunday service, right? Mm-hmm. In the Catholic church, I'm not exactly sure why, to be honest, but we regard it as mass. Um, and we like, we're very like, we don't call it service. We call it mass. Like whenever I would say something like to my mom, like, are you going to service today or something? Like, cause like I would always hear my friends saying service. Yeah. So I would just use the word service cause ugh, it's all church. So it's the same thing. She was like, no. We're going to mass. We're going to mass. And mom, if you're listening, I'm not exactly sure why it's called mass. <laughs> so like, just tell me the next time we see each other, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but essentially in the Catholic church, like service and or mass, I'm just using service because most more people know the word service. Um, bro, okay. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry to cut you off, bro. Yeah. It's just, I know myself. Yeah. If I have a thought and I don't it's say a, it's, it's gone. It's completely gone. Bro. So like, is the Catholic... A Catholic church is not that common in Joburg. Because I won't lie to you, bro. Mm-hmm. As far as I'm concerned, I thought Charismatic was like the top, I guess, Christian denomination. Mm. Nah, like, dog. The Catholics make up... Yeah, what? they make up like 1.3 billion... Of the world population. Yeah. Catholics are huge. It's crazy. Bro. I think mainly in Johannesburg, it's not nearly as well known. I'm not yeah. sure why. But the, I I don't know. I, there, there's a lot. Definitely, there's a lot more charismatic churches than there are Catholic churches. But it's a thing of with Catholic churches, they generally have very big communities within the church, right? Mm-hmm. So like with services with you guys, you guys you guys pick which kind of church. Rather, sorry, the charismatic Christians. Rather, they'll drag you. Son. They'll drag me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So in terms of you guys, I think mm, the charismatic church. Sorry. You guys split up like there's a lot of like there's a lot of different churches and you guys have like choice you can go to whichever one that you want yeah, but in the catholic community some people like trek far because they truly do love that community and that congregation so within the catholic church there's a lot of people that, that go to just one church right okay. so i think it's just a thing of I th- catholics are a little bit maybe more tight-knit within johannesburg and we're not as like maybe allowed about it i think but i'm not really sure why the the Catholics aren't really as well known. Because to my knowledge, there's a church just up here. There's a Catholic church just up here. Yeah. Right? And then there's another one by the the Vitz campus in Brum. There's mm-hmm. another one just there. Then like ten Ks that way, towards Greenside, that side. There's the <clears throat> Saint Charles denomination. Ugh, denomination. Congregation. And then yeah, then there's my church. I know there's a few around, but there's not like a lot. Yeah. So I'm not really sure why it's not as well known in Johannesburg. So, so like are the services more or less the same? Yeah, basically everywhere you go it's like oh yeah, for us church is an hour. Standard. Like most churches go forty five minutes to an hour. My last priest, 
he was quite quick with the way he spoke he was very like he spoke really really quickly um <clears throat> and he was also like a very to the point kind of guy yeah. so sometimes on a good day you could rock up to church at nine by nine forty, you're out the door you're gone yes, yes. you know <laughs> i just checked on time too yeah we we stick to because remember there's like processes within the catholic church that you follow mm. like during like mass and or service so like you're like once you've hit all those things you don't need to stay beyond that yeah so if you've done all the things that we're supposed to do in mass why what reason do i have to really like stay you know you can leave yeah that's nice <clears throat> uh, black churches at no time uh, no, no, no 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 yeah i just felt in the holy spirit that yeah. we must continue praying <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's not funny but like the way you said it it's yeah. funny yeah you know yeah, bro. Uh, yeah so like back to like um what mass entails um i'll try my best to like provide more of an experience and just an explanation because like i want you guys to really understand what goes on within the catholic church so essentially i'll start off with the priest because obviously he's like the head he's like our version of your guys's or rather the charismatic church's pastor. pastor but the priest priests fully dedicate their lives to the church Okay. They can't get married. They can't do all... Like, they're very... They're strictly... They're essentially married to the church. They've, like, married the church, you know? So, priests are the head of the of the congregation. And each church has their own, like, head of that specific church, you know? And then the priests are also assigned through, like... as a whole other experience, like, a process. But anyway, let me get back to Mass. So, then, conducting the Mass or service is the priest, the deacon... Um, and then the altar service. So, so, sorry. So, who do you call uh, father? Who is father? The priest. The, the priest is the priest. Father. Yeah, priests. You can refer to as father. I'm not sure where that came from either. <clears throat> My bad for not doing enough research. But it's also, I think, it's a thing of like comfort. Yeah. You know, like father. You know, like when you say father, it sounds like it's more. If you just say hi, priest, it's a bit like. <sighs> when you say father, it's kind of like it's like you're a family. Mm. It's the same way you refer to like in the Catholic Church as sisters. Like there's the nuns and stuff and there's sisters and then there's also before you become a priest you're a brother yeah yeah so the i think it takes about four years to become a priest so when you're in that process you're referred to as brother and whatever your name is like my last priest name was father jonathan so we okay. called him father jonathan okay so yeah um, sorry and then the like i've heard a lot about the pope but the pope oh yeah so the pope is he's the president of the of the catholic church okay right so yeah the pope is like the spokesperson for the catholic church as a whole since the catholic church is a very traditional and a very um to the book book denomination sometimes a lot of things can get like lost in translation or like sometimes um some rules need to be amended to like a company for like modern times and all that kind of stuff and if the Catholic Church wants to make like a gesture on behalf of like all Catholic churches, all those kinds of decisions go to the Pope. So the final say goes to the Pope, right? Um, then the whole process of actually becoming the Pope is a whole different chat, but I'll give a quick one. Um, so it's actually, it's generally like when there's a new Pope, it's a very big deal. Like it's a thing of, it gets televised. It's a big deal. Sheesh. Like um, when there's like getting... A new whoa, pope. Whoa, whoa. Sorry, you said what? They get televised. Televised, yeah. So in your church, they don't like televise some of the. What do you mean? Your wait, wait, hang on. What do you mean, bro? Dude, like at church, yeah, they televise our 
As in, like, they record. Yeah, and then they... Wait, is this, like, a COVID thing? Or, like, it's just been... It's been like that, dude. It's oh, no, no, like, no, 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 no. Like, no, no, we, no, no. We, we televise our our um, services. Like, it's not like, if... For example, if I was home on a Sunday morning, I could, like, SABC1, and then you guys are Yeah, there. there's actually a channel for that, bro. I just can't remember. What? Wait, you're, like, serious? The, yeah. Okay, I know that's a thing. Like, I know, like, some churches do record. I just think for the Catholic... Not even big... Okay, maybe you've seen it with, like, big church... Or, like, yeah. I know for a fact Rema does. I know yeah. that. I know that, but I just didn't realize it was, like, very common. No, that's a common thing. I know uh, there are some Catholic churches that do it, but it's not, like like, a thing of... It's, like, common, you know? Mm-hmm. So we only do it when, for example, in like Easter, when every like Catholic in the community comes out, our church gets really full. So then sometimes it's like we have to go to like the rest of the building. We have to go into like overflow mm-hmm. and then we have to take a camera and we have to link it to the projector. That's the only time or example I can think of when we actually like record the priest, but it's not even recording. It's just like viewing him in another room. Yeah. So but like as for like actually like sitting down and recording the whole session... Until COVID, that was not a thing, really. I mean, okay, okay. Let me think about this. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just the church I went to was super big. But from what I can remember, even like even <coughs> the church I go to currently, Hope Church. Mm-hmm. I remember towards the end of end of the sermon or the service, they were like, um, "For those watching at home, mm-hmm. thank you for coming." I was like, oh, okay. So it's maybe not just the big churches as much. Yeah, I like think- they even sometimes they sell. CDs um, oh. after church of the different services that they've um, had already. I think it's becoming more of a regular thing now within the Catholic Church of obviously after COVID mm-hmm. because now I think um, I don't really know what I hope. Okay, again, yeah. the CDs okay, that's just because it was a big church. I'm not sure about the other I guess smaller churches, sh- yeah. churches, yeah. But I think that, like a thing of like with recording, I think it's becoming more of a thing now because of like pre or post COVID rather. Yeah. Because I think people are becoming more and more <clears throat> at home or like being at home. So like if you're a Catholic and you still want to attend church but you don't actually want to go to church, yeah. I think they're now kind of trying to appeal to that kind of thing. So I think nowadays it's going to be more common that you'll find like maybe Catholic church will record, but previously. To my knowledge, we didn't really, like, record, like, as actively, maybe, as the Charismatic Church. Okay. You know, so, yeah. Anyway, back to what I was saying about the the priest. Yeah. So, yeah, essentially, that's what happens in terms of priests. And then, within the people doing the Mass, like I said, there's the priest, the deacon, and then there's altar servers. Generally, there's four altar servers, for two for each side, or depending on how big your congregation and or altar is. So, Yeah. So an altar is the place where the priest um, conducts the whole service. So like the, it's kind of like a raised platform. It's not very raised. It's like maybe a few centimeters raised off the floor. <clears throat> and in the center of it, there's the altar. And that's where he performs the whole thing. Like I said before, when he um, blesses the sacri- or the Eucharist, the whole communion thing, like I was saying earlier. So the altar is like, you know, in like the olden times in the Bible where they had like an altar where they would do like a... Um, the sacrificial lamb where they would do the whole thing mm-hmm. it's kind of similar within the catholic church because he's doing the same thing you know because mm-hmm. he's breaking the body and um, blood of jesus christ so it's kind of like a sacrifice which sounds really dark when i say it out loud <laughs> but it's a very beautiful process you know yeah so yeah so the, the four or the fourth things i mentioned those people that run the church so essentially they walk in and then the whole congregation stands up we sing a song as they're walking in 
then everybody gets settled then we get into our first reading so that's for generally from the old testament um it's nothing like deep it's just depending on the time of year because we follow yo i haven't forgot about this we follow uh like a three-year cycle of reading the bible so it's like year a year b and year c so that's like you get through the whole bible in, in three years mm-hmm. so when you read it in church you just you go in chronological order it just starts again every three, three years yeah <clears throat> so yeah so then the first reading is just generally from the old testament i'm just um What's it called? Wanting to make sure that I'm saying this correctly. Want to get okay, this right. Okay, so if you go in chrono- chronological order, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say it's Easter. Mm-hmm. Would you skip that See, order to like? Um, because for, for for those that don't know, um, with Christians, mm-hmm. usually when it's Easter, they tend to go to they um, deviate away back to the to the same story. Yeah, they go yeah. to the they go to the story of um, Jesus dying on the cross. Mm-hmm. So how would that work for you if you go in chronological order? Mm, that's a very on-spot question, Temba. Um, <laughs> <laughs> as far as I remember, we still do continue with a chronological order. I just think when it starts get, to get the closer closer to the time, we just start to start to start to tell the same stories. So we'll continue with our normal masses, but when it starts to get to like um, Easter weekend and that stuff, we'll start referring back to like the older stories of where Jesus passed and all that, you know? Yeah. So, and I think we generally try to tailor all the verses that we read to Easter to like a very, to like a lesson, mm-hmm. it's like giving towards like Lent, you know? Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Um. What was I saying? Mass. Yeah. So yeah, we do the first reading, which is generally from the Old Testament. And then after the first reading, we do the res- responsorial psalm. So at the beginning of church, when you are like outside walking in, they are handing out like leaflets or pamphlets to like the congregation. On that pamphlet, what you'll find is like it's a psalm, right? And in that psalm is the response that we as a con- congregation say back to the priest. So the priest will, will be reading from the book um, and he or the book, <laughs> the Bible. He'll be reading from the Bible. <laughs> He'll be reading from the Bible, and then we read the responsorial psalm at this time. When I say like we're reading the responsorial psalm, so yeah. it's basically like the whole church kind of singing it. You can either sing it or read it, depending on the priest and or co- congregation that you're in. And then yeah, that's the responsorial psalm. Then after the responsorial psalm, it's the second reading, which is generally from the New Testament, saying the same lesson as the Old Testament first reading. Then it is the gospel acclamation. Then it's the gospel reading. Then it's the homily. So now the homily, like I explained earlier, is the Catholic Church's version of a sermon. So any message that the Father wants to convey or conduct from the gospel and the first and second reading is this is where he gives all of his notes and he gives everything that he wants to say on those points. Right? Then it's the profession of faith. So now... Within the Catholic Church, like I said uh, again before, we have a lot of prayers that we have to know, like off head, and that we have to continually say in practice, right? So there's a few prayers that we do generally say, but the Nicene and the Apostles' Creed are very important ones within the Catholic Church. So this, we refer to them as uh, proclamations of faith, if I'm correct. Um, Yeah, the proclamation of faith. It's basically just us reinstating our faith or reaffirming our faith continually. So at every mass or at every, um, yeah, at every mass or like service that we attend, we say this prayer. It basically starts out just to give you guys a bit of an understanding. 
you say, I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth, right? So then it just goes on to proceed to like explain why we believe in God, um, why we continue to like praise him and all that stuff. It just also touches on the fact that he like, he rose again from the dead. So it's just explaining why as Catholics, we continue to believe in God and Jesus and the whole, you know, Christian faith, you know? Then after the profession of faith, there's the, what's it called? The prayer of the faithful. At this point, this is when we pray for anybody in need of prayer. So like in the Catholic church, if you're in like dire need of prayer, you can submit your name or your family's name. And then the priest will read off because you need like special prayer or like special attention. It sounds a bit selfish when I say it out loud, but again, it's a very beautiful process. So let's say, for example, that somebody in your family is very sick. You can submit your family name and then the pray, and then the congregation will pray for you when Father reads out your name, right? So essentially, Father will say a name and then we as a congregation, if I'm correct, we say pray for them or pray for us, something like, along those lines, right? Okay. Then after that, um, we do the liturgy of the Eucharist. Am I right? I am. <laughs> Yeah, the liturgy of the Eucharist. Like I said again, the communion in Eucharist is a very big deal in the Catholic Church. So this is the process where now the congregation kneels and we watch our priest like do the the whole process of blessing the body and blood of Jesus Christ. So then after he's done that, we all stand up, we go, we receive our communion, and then we do our prayer. And yeah, then that's the end of Mass. Another thing I forgot to mention before you like sit down and get comfortable before mass what you do is at every entrance of the church there's like a bowl of holy water in that bowl of holy water you just dip your fingers and then you genuflect so genuflecting in the catholic church is when you you touch your forehead touch your chest you touch your left shoulder you touch your right shoulder like i've said before right um it's basically just reaffirming that the fact that we believe in the holy trinity um and yeah, I think that's the best way I can explain it. Then you so walk like mm-hmm. for people that are not really Christian mm-hmm. or have never been to a Catholic church, mm-hmm. wouldn't you say that this is a bit overwhelming yeah, for them? That's another thing. I always raise that point with my parents mm-hmm. because it's a thing of like I used to think about it a lot because I used to have sleepovers with one of my friends, uh, Derek. Yeah, we used to, I used to sleep at his house from Saturday to Sunday, which is a big deal because you know, in like black uh, in black households, hey. Sunday you yeah. can't be at somebody else's house. You have to be at your own house. It's church time. Yeah. So obviously, as Derek and I got closer, I started more often than not going to his house on Saturday than sleeping over on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then I would ask, "Are you guys like going to church or something?" And then in their family, they wouldn't. I think their parents would go to church and then they could stay at home, which was weird to me. But yeah, there was one time they invited me to go to church. I can't actually remember if I actually went. But I th- yeah, I think I did. I did go. Mm. And for me, it was really easy for me to just like kind of like disappear into that church because like it, there was no rules. There was no mm. regulations. There was nothing that I had to do. But when it was a thing of if he would come to sleep over at my house, I would almost get a little bit scared sometimes if we weren't going to mass or if we were going to mass. Because the thing of I can't speak in church, but if now we're doing something and I'm sitting next to one of my friends, I can't like explain this to them or I can't explain why. So I've always asked, like, why do we have so many rules and so many regulations? But as I've gotten older, I've started to understand why. It's a thing of some people need that guidance. Some people need that routine. Some people need that kind of um, comfort in, like, the regular. 
mm-hmm. you know. So doing all those processes as much, it, we are following the Bible and we are doing all those things. But I think for some people, actually even me, I'll even say personally me, falling into that routine kind of puts you in almost a meditative state and it kind of helps you digest faith in smaller bits for me personally. So I do think it is a lot for a newcomer to come into. But once you get the hang of, hang of it, like after two or three masses, you'll start to be able to tell what's happening and when it's happening. So it's not too much of a big deal. But definitely your first time, yeah, it's a lot to process. Jeez. Yeah. I won't lie though, I'd be super interested to come to a Catholic. I just want to see how the how how everything happens, yeah. yeah. Um I mean we can go to church, bro. Yeah, yeah. bro. We can go to church, you know. Yeah, pick me up. Pull yeah. up, screw. Pull up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, respectfully, pull up. And anyway. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. Uh yeah. And then we I was speaking about the genuflecting, then you walk into church. Then there's something in the back of, it's generally in the back of most churches, something called the tabernacle. And now above the tabernacle is a little red light. So in the church, the tabernacle is where we hold the Eucharist. That's where the bread and um, the, yeah, it's generally just the bread by itself because you can't like keep like wine in there. I think they do though. You keep it in there and it's just kind of like, um, it's almost like a tomb. So like the red light lets everybody know in the church that like, like Jesus is still alive within the tomb. Yeah. I'm putting air quotes now just to like, it's more of a metaphor than anything else. Right. So then you walk in and then if you see the red light, you kneel and you genuflect again, then you stand up and then you go to your seat or your pew. Right. And that's just to signify like a sign of respect that you're like acknowledging the fact that Jesus is still in the tomb. And then when he comes out, he's giving a sacrifice like during mass, you know? And then, yeah. I think that's basically what happens after we receive the Eucharist. Again, you do your own little prayer, then you can leave. And then, yeah, we sing a song maybe. Yeah, that's basically how mass and the service goes down in the Catholic Church. Sheesh, bro. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot more processes that go into place. and But that's just like the That's Sunday. the overall gist of how mass goes down. Yeah. Yo, that's crazy, bro. Yeah, that's crazy, bro. Unlike every time you tell me about um, Catholic churches mm-hmm. and how it's run. I just think I'm like, yo, do I actually know anything about charismatic <laughs> churches? Bro. Like, th- there's so much detail and structure within, within the Catholic Catholics, churches, yeah. bro. But there's, um, it, it's almost like the chilled version of charismatic churches are almost like the chilled mm. versions of Christians, dude. I literally and, told my And because of that, that like, we get. Yo, Yo, we get bashed. I won't lie. Like Even I was Catholics, unaware, bro. Nah, like Catholics I was bash. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's not crazy. like it's not outright, but like Catholics aren't the biggest fans of like charismatic churches. Yo, because I was doing research and yeah, I was just like, what? Yeah. Like I was seeing a lot more about negative, yeah, the negative yeah, side yeah, of charismatic yeah, churches yeah, than yeah, the positive, yeah. and I was just like, yo. Mm. What is nah, this, but even bro? in general, Christianity. Actually, I won't even lie. Yeah, Christianity gets bashed on a lot. But I won't even lie. Particularly in the Catholic Church, it's a big deal. We get bashed. Really? The media, society, and everyone tears apart the Catholic Church, bro. Damn. Have you never seen like stories about Catholics? Think nah. about it. Let me let me just give you guys some insight. Every horror movie that involves a church, Yo. what church is it? Why is that? Yeah, it's intense, ne? Okay, I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anytime there's going to be like, um, what's that thing they do when they 
cast out demons what's that thing yeah with the uh, holy water and then the yeah and then like it burns the, yeah, yeah yeah what's it called um ah an exorcism gee who's always conducting the exorcism yo a priest crazy ne? but it's also i understand why because in the past cath not even in the past to this day some people who associate with the catholic church do things like within the catholic church that are really really frowned upon mm-hmm. you know and then the problem is it's it's quite it's often like it's often it happens within the catholic church but you know the catholic church is so big so now you imagine one little congregation affects everything within the catholic church yeah so one thing that's very prominent within the catholic church that we hear about often and just joked about quite often in the media as well it's the thing of priests i don't want to say that word uh, or priests inappropriately touching the altar service and that's what like quite a prominent thing you know but that puts such a damper on the beautiful <clears throat> way of the catholic church yeah you know because the relationships that i've had and cultivated with the priests and fathers that i've been with like it's crazy bro the comfort that my last priest provided for me even more so like my brother like the relationship that he had with our father he, it was crazy bro yeah like and just the way they make you feel when you're like around them the, how calm they are the way they carry themselves it's so honorable and they make look be, look being a priest so easy and so seamless bro but if you actively sit down and think about how deep being a priest is it's deep bro as a priest you have to give up basically all not all your worldly worldly like possessions and stuff but you have to become fully dedicated to the church mm. you can't like really like explore outside of the church like you are essentially married to the church so like think about it most priests stay very close or even on the um, the premises of the church right so now it's really beautiful and it's great when there's a lot of interaction at church when people go to church the priest basically gets to see his whole family he sees everyone he does three masses a day it's great he sees everyone but from monday to saturday he's by himself mm. maybe the staff of the of the congregation is there but other than that he's really by himself or he maybe sees one or two people throughout the week and it's really sad and it's a really lonely path but the way they light up and the way they're so comforting and inviting when you look at them as like priests and fathers it's something i will never be able to explain i've i've went i've attended a um what's it called a service at a, a charismatic church pastors yo they're really cool they're really nice but i don't think personally anyway i've never met any yeah, yeah. other pastors i've never seen that level of care within the charismatic church and i'm sure there are examples Mm. but just i can't even explain to you because yeah. it's so crazy you know so yeah being a catholic comes with its it's ups great and and it's ups and downs but i truly do think that me being a catholic is one of the best things i i do love the catholic faith so yeah no, that's cool bro yeah hey, i know i didn't know charismatics were bashed like that <laughs> but anyway <laughs> yeah. so yeah ish, it feels like the way I'm about to explain, like, the charismatic <laughs> nomination, it's like a... Because, like, to be honest, there's really not too much... There's not too that much... into it. Yeah, know? bro, it's mm. really quite simple. But, mm. okay, uh, like, charismatic, it comes from the uh, Greek word charisma, right? Mm-hmm. Which means spiritual gifts, um, 
with the um and those spiritual gifts come f- with a personal relationship with mm-hmm. God and it's also activated through the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And with these gifts they're like basically they're like I guess supernatural um abilities mm-hmm. that you gain mm-hmm. the more um you, you grow in touch God, yeah. yeah the more in touch you become with God and the Holy Spirit so mm. for instance like speaking in tongues mm. um uh also like sometimes the dreams you get mm-hmm. um how you preach um things like that mm-hmm. um so it was quite interesting to know that like wait a, bro hang on yeah speaking in tongues bro hey bro <laughs> for me i've never seen it and or experienced it but like have you have you ever seen any scenarios hey bro it gets crazy I'm like have you seen lie. it before i have dude like, like several like, times or like just once or twice or like it's not like a like a i feel like what i'm realizing about charismatic churches mm-hmm. as much as this structure mm-hmm. there's almost like somewhat free flow mm-hmm. so like we'll have um communion mm-hmm. it could be like once a month mm-hmm. or once every three months Yo, that's so or crazy, like like man. once a week for the whole month mm-hmm. like it's really it's up to it's up to the whatever the pastor wants yeah to do. however i guess the pastor is feeling mm-hmm. right so it's almost like that we're Yo. speaking in tongues like mm-hmm. there's no structure in terms of this is when you speak in tongues it's, it's sort of like a meditative state yeah if you could put it like that it's sort of like a meditative state Mm -hmm. like when it's it's just that for me it's hard to explain it because it's it's something it's an almost like a out of body experience to an extent Mm. not out of body but it's something that you can't explain Mm. oh it's almost like did you explain to me the other day the holy spirit fills you so much yeah it's an outwardly expression exactly so these the speaking in tongues is not like uh it's it's supernatural mm, it's literally. something that just happens you know can't control it ah <sighs> it's it's wait so somebody can like if somebody's that spiritually inclined they can literally like dip in and out of being able to speak tongues yeah well that's what that, from what i've seen like i know with my parents sometimes they'll just start speaking in tongues it's it's how i think my mom explained it to me sometimes is like when you don't know what to say yeah like you sort of speak in tongues the holy spirit says it for you yeah it's it's a really complicated um uh, it's a complex uh, topic bro Mm. i I won't lie it's it's a bit difficult to explain yeah no no something you'd have to experience yeah but it gets i think for me it's really difficult because i don't know how to pray in tongues yet i'm still a a newbie in my christian faith I'm level one. So. You're a Padawan. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, shout it's, out my old my Star Wars fans. <laughs> Please be there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, bro. So it's really hard to explain, but basically, yeah, you get those I guess supernatural abilities mm-hmm. um, within. So strange. Yeah, like I don't know I, whether we experience. I I think it's a thing in the Catholic Church, but it's not nearly as spoken about if it is really because I have never experienced it, bro. Like. There'll be times where the whole church ah? is speaking in tongues and you're just like, you're just looking around, bro. You're just like, yo, 
What do you ever Yo, but imagine say? everybody is speaking in tongues and you just like I'm gonna lie, it gets super overwhelming. Does it get overwhelming? Yo, especially for me, bro, because I don't like I said I don't know yeah. how to speak yeah. in tongues, so I'm just like yo. That's so crazy. Okay. Ah! It gets super crazy. Is it like, like any language you can recognize though? Nah, it's like the thing is when you hear gibberish. someone when you hear someone speak Zulu. Yeah. Right. You oh, can, when you don't understand it, you can sort of nah, not even. It's like you can differentiate when someone is speaking like Zulu mm-hmm. or someone is speaking closer oh, or like okay. Spady. They, you, there are words that like you're able to see that, okay, they're not speaking Zulu, they're speaking closer yeah. or they're yeah, speaking yeah, Spady. Yeah. With tongues, it's not the same, bro. Mm. Like everyone has their different almost... It develops into their own language. Almost. Yeah, they have almost Yo. like their different version of tongues. Like... The way my mom speaks in tongues is not the same way my dad speaks in tongues. And the same way my dad speaks in tongues is not the same way the pastor speaks in tongues. It's like, yo. yo so it's truly so, like it's personal. Yeah, it's a personal thing. But yo. like, you'll know when they're speaking in tongues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can't miss it, bro. <laughs> so like, it's like a you personal, it's like a personal expression being shown out through like the Holy Spirit. Yo, wow, Alan, literally. <laughs> yo. That's so crazy. That's like, yo. I don't even know how to put that in words. Either, yeah, right? dude, it's I've never even experienced it, but like, I, just the idea of it in my head, it sounds it's crazy. Intense. I think where like I've witnessed it most is like when maybe um, we have like sometime or uh, was it last year? No, about two three years ago, like mm-hmm. me and my family and um, family friends, we used to gather once a month mm-hmm. and we'd come and pray. Yeah, and sometimes like they would just start speaking in tongues. Yo. So yeah, that would be so overwhelming, bro. It's it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. Like yeah. I was actually, my mom was telling me about this guy. He wrote a book, right? Mm-hmm. And basically, with these supernatural powers or yeah. these, or ish, I don't want to say powers. That's like it, it gives a a weird connotation. Yeah, but these with these supernatural abilities. Mm-hmm. It's like you are... Ooh, say gifts. That's a good there one. There we go. Yeah. With these supernatural gifts, mm. it's not physical anymore. Mm-hmm. It's now spiritual. Uh, what's that word? Uh, metaphysical. Ex- it yeah. goes into like the more of like a, an upper, like a spiritual. Yeah, it's an yeah. upper level. Mm. So what you experience mm-hmm. in, the, in that spiritual against um, elements or state... Mm-hmm other people may not be able to see or experience or like the the oil story yeah so yeah. basically there was this guy i don't really know like too, too much, much of how him, yeah. how it goes but basically this guy he started praying mm-hmm. and then there were all there was like oil on his hands right mm-hmm. no one else could see the oil on his hands except him that's so crazy and what he did is he was able to like heal people with like the oil on his hands as in like heal like let's say for like open wound so or like what? let's say the oil is on my hands and I, you can't see it but i can mm-hmm. and let's say maybe you place you my have hand. cancer mm-hmm. i place my hand on like maybe it can be your body or the Just area you, the yeah. area where you have cancer like maybe it's a brain, brain cancer or whatever mm-hmm. i place my hand there and then you're healed the cancer like just disappears it's gone that's so crazy bro it's gone like I think, I think how, that's, how do that's, you... That's the only thing I can say is a big differentiator from other 
denominations. Christian denominations. Besides mm-hmm. that, really charismatic churches are super chilled. I'm not gonna lie to you. Mm-hmm. Like it's starting to get to a point where they're almost developing into that thing of you can, I guess, wear caps. Oh, in church. My parents are not really for it, but it's starting to like come into that. Like you'll see, um, a, a specific church that I can remember is is they're called um, Elevation Worship, uh-huh. and usually when they're singing and when they're praying, sometimes some of them will be having caps. Hey. Some of them, yeah. My parents don't like it, but oh, yeah, yeah they, no, 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 that's no, how no. that's how it's going right now. Like even in sometimes in winter, I yeah. think we would go to like mass and stuff. And then Brian and I would be wearing like beanies. I don't know. Yeah, we did. There was one time we were wearing beanies. Mm. And my mom was like, mm-mm. <laughs> mm-mm. Ain't no way. Mm-mm. Ain't no way. We're going to church. You can survive an hour. Yeah. And I was like, okay, shut up. So I think that's also why we get bashed is because... Mm. You take a very laid back approach. I don't think mm. that's a bad thing sometimes though, bro. Everyone... Each their own. The, yeah, their own cup of tea, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. And then, okay, so let's move on. So then, I guess how we construct church, right? How mm-hmm. how churches construct in the charismatic church. Mm-hmm. So basically, we have about thirty minutes of um, uh, praise and worship. Mm-hmm. Then we have anywhere from an hour to max max two hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, two hours is kind of rare. I won't lie. Mm-hmm. It's usually about an hour to an hour and a half mm-hmm. of service, mm-hmm. and then after that. Oh wait, he says it's a sermon. Oh, a sermon, yeah. Yeah, okay. Right. Then after that, we're done. Oh, yeah. Then you can just okay. Then you can leave. Usually, mm-hmm. people like to stay and like maybe have a cup of coffee, a cup of tea. Oh, yeah, like we do at our church as well. Yeah, and then we maybe discuss what was this um, what talked about on, yeah. at, at the sermon. But yeah, there's no, there's nothing really deep. Yeah, we don't walk in and do it. You just walk in, sit down, That's wait for right. the service to start, <laughs> listen. Yeah. And then you hop out, bro. Yeah. So there's really nothing to it. In terms of rules and regulations. Don't wear a cap. <laughs> I mean, with the church, the way things are going now. You can. Literally, yeah, it looks like you can start wearing caps. Mm. Not that. It's not a thing. Ish, bro, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's just that from where, how I was raised, mm. it's disrespectful. To wear hat inside in general. Yeah, not even for church. For me, it's just disrespectful to wear hat inside. Yeah. yeah. Because how um, we look at it, or how my parents and I look at it, is mm-hmm. that the same way you'd present yourself maybe at a wedding or mm-hmm. present yourself at something formal that you really like. Hold in a high regard. Hold in high regard. You wouldn't wear a cap, or generally mm. you wouldn't. Yeah. So that same respect you give for those functions is the same respect you should give Within going church. to church. Okay. But it looks like things are changing mm. quite fast. So yeah, yeah, in terms of rules and regulations, bro, there's there's not much to it really. It's I feel kind of like bad almost yeah because there's <laughs> not much there's else. not much to say about charismatic churches bro yeah um and then okay in terms of like how we view sin mm-hmm. so obviously sin is sin but with us we don't go to we don't go for confession mm-hmm. or we don't so there's confession and then there's what for you bro mm-hmm. is there another form of like forgiveness 
Yeah. Nah, yeah. not we really. We pray through some. Oh yeah, 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 no. Um, what's it called? So for confession, that's just basically like um repenting your sins. Yeah. Uh, but then the thing you're referring to with the saints, you we pay pray through saints sometimes. Yeah. To give us like special protection or special power. So oh, we okay. learn those certain prayers, and depending on the saint that you're referring to, yeah. depends on the the prayer that you like give. Mm. A very common one is the Saint Michael prayer. Yeah. My family and I used to say before. Yo, every day actually yeah, just every day in general we just say it every day mm. um, yeah it's not that we're praying like we're praying to the saint because you can't pray to anyone except God we're yeah. praying through the saint you know it's the same way uh, we regard Mary yeah. we don't um, praise Mary we honor her we, res- we hold her in a very high regard within the Catholic Church okay. because obviously she gave birth to Jesus Christ you know so yeah. we believe that mary is completely full of grace and she's basically sinless not sinless like she obviously probably did commit sin while she was on earth but Mm -hmm. like close to perfect uh, as close to perfect as you can get as a human being Mm -hmm. that's what mary was so for us um we hold mary in a very high regard so there's a prayer that we say or that you can say and maybe in times of need or whenever you just need to say a prayer um even in there's a reference um in some like sports some people say like, no, we're doing the Hail Mary um, thing, mm-hmm. like your last resort thing. So um, that's what the prayer is called in the Catholic Church, the Hail Mary prayer. Okay. So basically the Hail Mary prayer is Hail Mary full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for our sins now and at the hour of our death. Amen. I am so sure I messed that prayer up. <laughs> so maybe just be sure. Uh, um, but I know that for sure the beginning starts out with Hail Mary, full of grace. Yeah. You know, because she's full of grace. So we hold in a very high regard in the Catholic Church. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, for us, in terms of confession, mm-hmm. we don't have uh, like confession. That specifically, you know. So what we, what we believe is that because Jesus Christ... Mm-hmm died for us um for our sins he's the only one that we can go to to forgive our sins oh okay because it says in the bible i just forgot the verse man mm-hmm. i feel like i was in timber <laughs> yo bro <laughs> you should know better you should know better <laughs> um um yeah but it says in the bible uh i am the way the truth and the light no one shall come to through me through me uh, yeah, 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 I'm the way, the truth, and the light. No one shall come through me. Yo, <laughs> I'm the way, the truth, and the light. No one shall come through the f- to the Father except Set through me. me. What verse is that? We used to say it in school Ish, all bro. the time. All the time, dude. Mm. Ish. Yo, uh, beating us right now. Mm, 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 mm. Very disappointed, but Very yeah. Disappointed. So that's what we believe. We believe that we can only gain access to God through Jesus Christ. Mm. Um, and with that, it's by confessing our sins to him and to mm-hmm. him only because um, the Christian walk is um, a relationship with you and God. You know, mm. that's that's what we that's how we view it. And that's what we believe. Mm-hmm. So we believe that we can only confess our sins by ourselves no, by, to yeah. Jesus mm. um, in terms of other people. Um, so the the situations may be where you're really struggling with sin mm-hmm. and you don't know how to get over it mm-hmm. so you wouldn't necessarily confess your sin to another person mm-hmm. but just make i guess make them aware 
yeah. of the struggle you're going through mm-hmm. so that they can help you um, with that situation and hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. But it wouldn't necessarily be said confessing, mm-hmm. you know, just being, just acknowledging, yeah, acknowledging mm-hmm. the fact that this is where I'm struggling mm-hmm. and basically can you be my accountability mm-hmm. partner. Okay, that makes that's, sense. That's how we view it. And then in terms of how we view Mary, mm-hmm. um, with the charismatic Christians, mm-hmm. we are aware of Mary and we are aware of what she did. Mm-hmm. But as far as we are concerned, we view her as an, I guess, another character in the Bible, just like John the Baptist or the 12 disciples. Mm-hmm. As much as they had a big role, they're just another character in the Bible. So. Mm-hmm. We don't acknowledge her the way you guys do. Mm-hmm. Um, she's spoken about just like the 12 disciples or mm-hmm. just like John the Baptist or whoever in the Bible mm-hmm. or Abraham or, or things like that. So mm-hmm. we don't regard her as like... An honorary person. Yeah. yeah like she's, just, regard, yeah. she's just a normal person. Person. Mm. And that's <laughs> that's what it is. That's it with the with the charismatic church, bro. There's really not. I'm trying right now to think outside my notes. I'm really trying, but there's nothing. Mm. Like it's so simple, bro. And I think personally, what revelation now I've just come to is that the main differences between our churches, other than religion, ugh, tradition, sorry, is that within the Catholic Church, I think we put too much of an emphasis of on on like church like the physical act of attending church and practicing those traditions and rules and those regulations that we have Mm. we don't put nearly as much significance on doing the personal christian walk by yourself Mm. i think that's kind of like um an unspoken thing and i do understand the whole thing with like it being very personal but at the same time not expressing that you actively have to still pursue a relationship with god outside of continually practicing these things that we do in church i think that's where a lot of people miss it because again i said like i say i when i went to church i would go to church that would be like my whole faith thing and then after i would leave church my faith would kind of just like stay there bro Mm. Like I'd never really go outside of my or out of my way to read my Bible or like actively pray like my own prayers or like cultivate a good relationship with God. Obviously now with me being older, I actually have that knowledge, but maybe I wouldn't have strayed so far from the Catholic Church or um, strayed so far from faith in general if I had had more of like a personal relationship with God. Yeah. You know. So I think maybe teaching that more in the Catholic Church is definitely something that we could do as like a whole, you know. So I think that's one thing that the charismatic church um, does so well. Mm -hmm. They fully emphasize the fact that the relationship uh, that or your faith or your Christian walk is completely based on the fact that you have to cultivate a personal relationship with God and Jesus and just being within Christ. It's a very personal journey, and that's thing, and I think that's really beautiful. Yeah. Mm. Nah, it is. It is. Um. But yeah, bro. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, man. That's really. That's really it. Within, like, you know, the char- the charismatic and the Catholic denominations. Obviously, we wanted to speak more about the other denominations, but really? as you can see, like, how far we are within the podcast, and we've only spoken about two denominations. Two. 
But if you guys want us to talk about other denominations, interact. Then please let us know. Yeah. Then in the upcoming episodes, we will definitely touch um, more yeah, on the other denominations. The other denominations. Because personally, I didn't know about some stuff in your church, and I know you didn't know about stuff in my church. I don't lie. So, I knew basically nothing. About <laughs> <your church>. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine, and I'm glad you can like admit that. Because mm. some people are so stubborn, they're like, no, 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 I know everything. It's just about, that thing like, of like. Within charismatic churches, bro, mm-hmm. we don't really speak about other denominations. And it's the same thing in the Catholic Church, bro. Like, it's so weird. Don't you find it funny that we're all Christians, but we both, are, like, don't know the so others. much about the others? It's weird. Like I will not lie to you. Mm-hmm. Outside of this conversation, all the other denominations, I know squat. Nothing. Nothing. I think I maybe just, nope, nothing. Man, I know nothing, bro. I th- even the fact I was going to say, I'm pretty sure it was going to be wrong. So I'm not even going to say yeah. it. The so, only thing I know, I know for Methodists, the Methodist, the Methodist, yay! yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Methodist um, uh, denomination, mm-hmm. they wear these like uh, black dresses, I think, if I remember correctly. Huh? But I, I'm only aware of this because of my grandmother. And when I saw her go to church, she'd wear like, if I remember correctly, it's like a black dress. I think with a hint of blue. But it was very formal. Like yeah. very formal. The only person, or the only people that dress up in the Catholic church is the priest, the deacon, and the altar service. Really? They don't dress up. Okay, hey. But you see, now I'm speaking about things I actually don't know. Yeah. Maybe actually, guys... What I just said the last two Come minutes to my chat. Come on, everything. <laughs> because I will be dragged. Yeah. I will be dragged. Because I, I know my, my grandmother was like, I guess, involved with the church a lot. So mm-hmm. maybe that's why. But I don't know. Yeah. But if you guys want to know more, let yeah. us know. And, and then we'll, we'll do, do the appropriate research. research. Yeah. And then, yeah, we'll come to you with nothing but facts. Also, then again, I want to express something. Um, also, if you've gotten this far, thank you. Um, but I just wanted to like say, again... Also, in Temba and I expressing all the stuff that we've expressed so far and maybe some potential advice we've thrown in along the way, we're also still prone to making mistakes. Like, I know we, we've made mistakes about maybe the, some of the stuff we're saying. The the Christian uh, conversation, it's a lot. It's a lot. You can't put it in one podcast. You really, really, really can't. And what I've realized with um, the, Chris, the Christian conversation, mm. it's been an ongoing conversation for Time. years. Yeah. So how it's, it's are things we that, going to yeah. encapsulate all of those years and years of research and evidence it's, and non-evidence and all that stuff? Exactly. It's, how are we going to compress all those learnings into like one podcast, you know? And then there's also different opinions, interpretations and understandings of the Bible alone. That's why there's like, I think, 10 like something. Like still being studied today. To this day. So how can we, as two very, very young Christians in our respective denominations, mm-hmm. know all this information? So if some of the information that we said was wrong. Just Please. let us know and correct we'll like us. we'll like correct ourselves and we'll like make a point to like emphasize if it was genuinely something completely wrong if it was any anything kind of like that but yeah we are also still learning so just yeah, take everything that we us. yeah just take everything we say with a grain of salt yeah so, yeah but yeah guys um that's today's episode yeah that's really us bro yeah we done i mean yo i think it was really, really hard to like um, get all the stuff that we wanted to say out because, honestly speaking, we did not touch on nearly as much like, as we wanted. So much there we wanted is to say. So today. much, guys. There's so much. But um, what I think we're gonna do is, um, so the next episode kind of has a reference towards Christianity as well. 
So I think what we can do or what we are planning to do is create kind of like a mini series based off of Christianity or based around Christianity. And we're just going to touch on a few points in that regard. So don't think of this as like the end of the episode. Kind of think of it like as like a soft close. So then like the next episode is kind of like a flow into it again, you know. I don't know whether that makes sense, but it makes sense in my head. So <laughs> just catch on, everyone. <laughs> but yeah, I can't really say much else. That's been us, guys. But yeah, that's been us. Um, I think yeah. from my side, what I just wanted to uh, say to everybody is that as much as Alan has said his side of his Christian background and his upbringing mm-hmm. and my background and my upbringing on Christianity, we've had to take on this journey by ourselves mm-hmm. and that's whenever someone asks me um to give advice to give advice on mm-hmm. christianity i think the best advice i can give them is find god by yourself mm-hmm. right mm. because through other people you'll get misguided because nobody's perfect because mm-hmm. on the internet you find multiple different it's definitions so of the crazy. same concept and you end up confused like what so it's so much information it, to sift it's through. almost like it contradicts each other exactly right and that was one of like my biggest frustrations because i'd read one verse thinking it's like this only for a pastor to Completely, interpret it like yeah. this and i'm just like whoa mm. So the best advice I can give you is seek God by yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, It says in Matthew 6, verse 33, one of my uh, favorite verses, it says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things shall follow. So it doesn't say seek uh, first his kingdom through other people. Mm. He says, um, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and it's implying by yourself mm. you have to seek his kingdom and his righteousness by yourself mm. but when you're seeking and you're trying to find god you can't go in half-heartedly mm. you have to go in with full force it's for me how i look at it is like a kendrick lamar album mm-hmm. when you're listening to the album you can't just listen Enjoy. yeah you mm. have to like dedicate yourself and you have to look at the Stop lyrics and listen and really like take time to understand mm. so that's the same thing with the bible you can't just read and be like okay i'm done mm-hmm. if you're seeking god really dedicate yourself and be like okay look i really want to figure out what this is mm. let me uh, apply my full mind mm. um yeah but besides that that's all from us today yeah I just, got, your heart, I just wanted to add a quick point mm-hmm. um yeah, just on the point that you said, it's a very personal journey. I just think another thing we could, like, we should say. I don't personally have a verse. I wish I did, mm. but I just think it's really important to note that, like, in terms of this, like, whole chat that we had, in terms of everything that we discussed today, I think overall, what I'm just beginning to like understand and see, is that we truly just as Christians, we need to do better in um, being less. I don't want to. Yeah, like a bit less, like, quick to judge. Yeah, you know, because just look at us. We didn't know so much about um, each other's respective denominations, you know. Yeah. So now imagine how much we don't know about other religions or other denominations. Even I'll start off smaller, but then moving into like other religions. So I think as a group of Christians who are potentially listening to this, I think what we can just do is just take special care before you 
cast any judgment or cast any kind of condemnation onto anybody else or any other denomination, any other group. Try your best to understand. First, go from a point of understanding and trying to, um, you know, reach out as a, as a human being, you know. Mm. Don't just be so quick to judge and close off and just think and believe that your way of thinking is the only way of thinking, you know. Because other people have their own situations, their own lives and own things that they have to deal with and maybe they find that their form of religion works better you know so just extend understanding and go with an open heart and open arms into the world you know that sounded very um i don't know like very kitchen poster quotish but i think it's <laughs> what <laughs> no you know like when you see a kitchen poster and it says live love love you know okay yeah i, I sounded like that so i just wanted to like highlight that point but now i had to explain my joke so it's not funny anymore <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh but yeah nah truly now this that's that's us from this episode yeah. yeah but please guys go review and comment on our on the podcast yes please uh, you can do that on apple podcast on spotify on google podcast google podcast we everywhere now bro we, we international baby we international What's up, Netherlands? Talk to me nicely. What's up, talk Germany? Talk to me at all. What's up, bruv? America? <laughs> Norway? Yeah. You know what this is. Yes, sir. International. What you know about this? Um, please, guys, also go check out our Instagram. Mm -hmm. All the way to the oh, all the way uh, underscore uh, uh, underscore uh, uh, uh. to the top. <laughs> yeah, I remember. <laughs> and, and then Yo. be sure to take out our ooh tech. Be sure to check out our brand new Twitter account. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's all the way TTT. <laughs> that is <laughs> the name of our Twitter account. All the way TTT. Yes. Yes. So please go check that out. But um, yeah. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but love, guys. We appreciate it. Stay clean um, on Yeah, all the way to the top. Yeah! Hey, what's coming is better than what is gone. Far from the greatest, I'm going strong. Nobody sees what they're doing wrong. Don't even know what they're hating for. Been a problem since I started making songs. Everybody know I'm finna take it home. We ain't even hit the surface. Right in the cut, they say that nigga being gone. Came from the city of roses. I came from the ground like I died and I rose. One of the chosen got nothing to prove. Every time I came over, I tell you they froze. But it didn't stay up like I'm high, never falling.